This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and Charlotte FC did not tie a football match. That's right. It's the Crown Cast, and I, I, I shouldn't be so excited. I'll be honest. I'm not this excited. I'm happy that Charlotte FC didn't get a draw. I am gutted at the fact that we went to the best team in, in the MLS and they treated us like they were the best team in the MLS. And here to not be surprised by that at all is Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello. Thanks for having me. Happy to be back here talking with you, man. It's good to have you back. And I'm excited to say your voice, the, the, the dulcet, beautiful tones of your voice sound beautiful. Is that, is that because of this fancy new microphone you have? Oh, why, thank you, Logan. Actually, I've been working on my voice and my chords and my tone. Actually, that's, it has nothing to do with a brand new microphone. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm even more impressed. Uh, <laughs> th- this man is over here, like, working with his chorus teacher. I don't know, I don't know what you've been doing, but it, it works. Uh, Give me a few right. more weeks, and then I'll audition the singing on the pod. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to float that by our audience. Uh, you know, by all means, reach out to us if you feel like Michael should start singing on the pod. Uh, I might still veto it. I'm gonna have to get a lot uh. of people come in and and request singing. Um, or maybe we'll have a lot of people who do it just because they don't want to hear us talk about Charlotte FC. There. It it hurts. I I think that one of the things we can rightfully say today is that we went to the best team in the league and they played like they were the best team in the league. And sometimes the eye test is all you need. Sometimes all you need to do is be able to watch a game and go, yeah, they're really good and we were not really good. I, I think this is one of them where maybe... We could our powers combined for like one or two crowns, like two, two total, one apiece. Do you think that we could both get one crown? Um, I can contribute a quarter of a crown if you can make up for three quarters of a crown. That so we'd get one crown between the two of us. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I think we both know who it is in the chat earlier. We had some we had some thoughts. Uh, I, I think it's probably a two card apiece day. Do you think you could you could find two cards? I believe I can, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, we could probably find, like, 11. But <laughs> we will we'll go ahead and do it. Do you want to do, like, the one kind of oddly positive note first, or do you want to talk about the fact that Cincinnati blew us off this pitch? Yeah, let's start with him. The, is that the positive or the negative? <laughs> let's start with the positive, because the negative does deserve to be laid out and talked about. Okay. I... Uh, do you want to like say it at the same time since we're both saying the same one yes all right we'll do it on on zero not on one all right okay three two one mackenzie games yeah that's Uh, one it's just last episode i talked about the fact that i don't like to give out crowns or cards to players who didn't play that long but once he came onto the pitch suddenly we had an out ball on our right side and i put into the chat mackenzie Keynes gets a crown for being the first person at charlotte fc to actually beat a fullback in a duel in six seven games something absurd like that like i think ben bender won one and we're not talking about like winning the duel overall we're just talking about one time he ran at the defender and beat him right I think just ben show ben- me something i i missed yeah. him i've been really low on gains 
for most of his career here, and I was so excited to see him and what he brought. Yep. It was a very uh, short cameo, but, uh, man, we missed that speed. It was a very short cameo where he was wildly dynamic mm-hmm. uh, and, and deserves, deserves some plaudits for it because, uh, I'll be honest, in my mind, Mackenzie Gaines was kind of already gone. Uh, not that I, I have anything against Mackenzie Gaines, not that I don't think he has the potential to to find a team where he fits, but I never really saw him work at Charlotte FC. I kind of thought he was already out the door. He comes back in for a cameo here, and I think he reminds everybody why there was a time this guy really had our heart, and God, he's fast. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. my God. Uh, any any other thoughts you want to to tag on Mackenzie Gaines, Michael? Yeah, I'm about at that same place with you as seeing him as sort of expendable in our squad. I I do think there's an off chance that he can put up a fight, uh, show up with some good performances in these last, what is it, five or six matches, and maybe earn or maintain that depth role on the squad. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him go in the offseason. But nonetheless, I think we've gotten kind of used to seeing Bender on that right-hand side, who doesn't really offer you much of any of the same things that Mackenzie Gaines does. So it was really nice to see just a classic winger with that pace and that drive, even just for a, a couple short minutes. It was very, very wel- welcoming to see that again. Yeah, one of the, one of the podcasts I listened to for uh, the Premier League uh, one of the main hosts likes to say he likes a winger who will look a uh, fullback in the eyes and say, okay, buddy, I'm having you today. And if there's, if there's nothing else Mackenzie Keynes does, he will look his fullback in his eyes and go, your day is going to suck because yeah. it's you and me today, buddy. And I, I'm having you. And I, I love that. I love that about him. And while there's lots of other pieces of his game that, you know, need to be taken into the whole equation, it was just a breath of fresh air. Yes, it was so refreshing. I 100% agree. You just, every time he got the ball, he wanted to take on his man and just go. And that's, when you're down 3-0, like, I just want to see you try your best and work your butt off, get down the field. Like, I loved it. So he deserves it. He deserves a crown. I am going to uh, go ahead and I'll go into my first card. And I feel like we've been beating up on a couple people kind of over and over again. And unfortunately, we're kind of just replaying the same record to some of these extents. All of this will come with the caveat that I do think Christian Latanzio was brave in that he went out to play this team. He, he picked a team that he said, I want to go play them. And that was brave, and they got ripped apart for it. I, I struggle with this card because it is going to go to Christian Latanzio. And I struggle with it because I can like the mentality behind something. I can say I, uh, I applaud, I approve of Kristen Latanzio taking this team to one of the best teams away and saying, nope, we're going to play them. We are going to try to impose our game on them. But you can't just abandon the wings. And I, I don't mean, I, I do mean this negatively. We have talked about how much I like Breck Diagata. We have talked about how much I like Justin Miram. I have never seen Breck Diagata in the, on the right. <laughs> I have never seen him advanced that high in the pitch. 
And what we know about him is that he wants to be kind of in the middle third of the pitch, creating uh, uh, through balls and, and connecting play and moving lines. But he wants to move inside. He doesn't want to stay wide. He doesn't want chalk on his boots. He'll do it for a while, but once he gets the ball, he moves in. That's he was just never used he... as a winger beforehand. We purchased him as a central attacking midfielder as an eight. He was being used as a winger on the left previously. Okay. But, uh, but he was ending up as basically... He started as a winger on the left and ended up as an attacking eight. Right. right. Uh, he wants to move inside. He goes outside, he gets chalk on his boots, he gets a picture of the field. Once the ball comes to him, he uses that picture to really effectively move the ball interior. Justin Miram, same type of player. He, Justin stands a little bit wider, but none, neither of these guys are going to drive their fullback. Neither of these guys are going to push defenses back. Justin likes to cut backwards and inside. On the right and on the left, we had two players who didn't really offer speed threat. They offer control out balls, but not over the top. They're not going to run through breaking lines. They want to be the player who moves in and, and plays the breaking line pass, right? In order to counter that, we had Jalen Lindsay, who was running up and down the field so rapidly, he was gassed at 40 minutes. Some of that might be Jalen Lindsay's fitness. Some of that might be he hasn't had the match time to stay match fit. I don't know, but I saw him really dynamic and active early, and after a while, it looks like he was constantly behind the play. I like Christian Latanzio's idea. I, I like his idealism. I like his willingness to say, I want to go play my game, and you should go play your game. And even if they beat us, we went and played our game. I still think you have to set the team up in a way that doesn't just abandon the wings. And... Uh, your width is your stabilizers in a team. And if you're going to impose your game, you need to be able to move from one side to the other. You need to have those wings be a threat. It's a requirement. And I think having two people who just need to come inside like that, especially in Diagora, who I think showed today isn't like a high, high up the field attacking player. I think there was a little bit of being set up for failure. And so it's been a while since I've, I've looked at Christian Latanzio and said, this didn't make sense. And to me, this didn't make sense. Uh, I, I've kind of run that in circles. Michael, what are you thinking? No, I get it 100%. Honestly, I don't have a lot of great things to say about Latanzio recently. I do support the card. I don't think I can be as kind. I would say that there is probably at least one or two things every week where something Latanzio does doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, but you're right. We have we had no wing threat tonight, and a big part of that all season, we are lacking a left-footed left winger. We have zero left-footed left wingers. All of our wingers are right-footed. So even if we wanted to do that, use the width through a left winger, get wide, get down the byline, beat your man. We don't even we don't have that profile or that option to do so, and that speaks to other conversations like roster construction. I think I... and winger the position of winger has been a problem all season. Who are the if we wanted to go to somebody else, 
Vargas, Yozriak, they can't hardly see the pitch. They didn't look fantastic so, when so they came I, I, on. I want to I wanna slow you down just because uh, if you don't take him, we're going to be getting to at least one of those for my second card. So sure. if you're comfortable with that on Latanzio, who would be your first card? Oh, boy. There's just there's so many options. It's hard to choose from, Logan. Um, but I'm going to take, and this might be a slightly surprising one. Maybe I'll let you take one of those that we mentioned for the second one. And I'm going to go with burn. And I, I don't think that's surprising at all. I don't think no? he had a very good game. No, okay. Was, okay. Well, I thought, great. uh, I see. I didn't think he was great and that's why he gets my card. But I, I'm just thinking back to that, that one redeeming moment where he had, a goal line block where it would have been one nil at that time and I'm I'm thinking, okay, that was good. But other than that, you know, I thought I thought it was a lousy game. And speaking of left footers on the left side, Nathan Burns not left footed. He's not a left back. It's almost like we need a left back who's left footed. Oh wait, we did that. We went and got one. Like we've been screaming about all season, and he's on the bench. So that also supports your previous card. But yeah, I, there are. I I wanna I maybe clap back's not the right terminology for that, but I do think Uronin had a really rough game last time. Okay. <laughs> last time out, I think he had a really really rough game, and I think there might a little been a little bit for Uronin of like sit down, son, have a look at what we're doing, look at it from the the side of the pitch see where i want you to go and then next time try again at least i hope that's what it was i hope there wasn't like a falling out or anything i think he had a terrible game last time but you're right nathan Byrne was not good yeah he wasn't and the left foot was a big part of that there were a couple different occasions where he tries something with his left foot and it just flies out of bounds and i thought his touches were off he just didn't look comfortable receiving the ball and you saw with our system how he would kind of sneak into midfield as our fullbacks tend to do, and he didn't look comfortable receiving it or playing it out of the back. And I hope we see our new left back the next time we take the field. I I think the way I want to describe it, because a couple shows ago, I went on and said, I'm done with Nathan Byrne. I don't think he can manage what Chris Latanzio is asking him. I don't think he's a terrible player. I think he's being given a lot of responsibility, and I don't think he can do it. And it's one thing to look at somebody who's been given a very basic responsibility and isn't succeeding. It's another thing to look at somebody who's been told, I need you to be our left back, our right back, both of our sixes. I need you to cover uh, long balls over the top. I need you to get all the way into the attack. I need you to overlap your winger. And also, I need you to be our fullback, or I need you to be our center back when... uh, Andrew Privet steps up into the midfield, right? Like, it's not like this guy's been handed an easy job, but he's not doing it. Everything he's doing is at the edge of his limitations. Everything he's doing is last-ditch, full-body momentum defending. And if you look at the the goal where they just, I think they meg, I want to say it's uh, uh, Adilson Melanda, where uh, Acosta megs Adilson Melanda, and then right behind him you see nathan Byrne just come flying through Mm. and because he misjudged it acosta doesn't even have to like 
move around him. He just goes flying by the ball. Yeah, he just takes um, a normal touch, and he's, a, he's clear of him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, at this point in time, I don't believe Nathan Byrne is capable of the job that Christian Latanzio wants. So either we have to take more off of Nathan Byrne's plate, or we need to find somebody else who can do it. I, I think it's a really good call out. I, I don't think he was great tonight. I think he will look back at this performance and would have wanted more from himself. Um, I am going to, I'm going to break tradition here a little bit. I am going to give out a card for a player who didn't really play. And I've said in the past, I don't really like to do that, but I think today extends my concerns on Kamal Yushviak. Mm -hmm. Ben Bender is out. To my understanding, he wasn't even, he wasn't on the bench, right? No, wasn't on the bench. So... Ben Bender, the person who has come into the right side and gotten a position really just because of his ability to stay wide, his good crossing, the fact that he can kick off both his left and right feet and his late runs into the box, this is a Ben has no ability to take on a man. We've talked about it already in this episode. Ben Bender is now the starting chosen right wing. Now, not to take anything away from Ben, there was a time that was Kamil's place, right? There was a time that that specific location was Kamil Yuzhviak, the, the designated player, Kamil Yuzhviak. Kamil is now like fifth choice. Four or five different people have to be out. And when Ben Bender got injured, I said, this could be a big chance for Kamil he's probably going to be the guy who gets the chance to step up and step in. And instead of our designated player winger, who is capable of holding a touchline, who is capable of, of uh, running a defense back, who will take on a fullback, instead we play a left eight on the right wing, who has, to my knowledge, never even trained for that position Maybe he had, what, two days of training in that position? That is, I mean, he almost didn't even come on in this match. I, I genuinely believe if we had not been three goals down and Christian Latanzio just said, screw it, I'm putting every attacker I have on, Kamal Yushriak would not even have seen the field at a time where his position, he wasn't first for it, he wasn't second for it. At best, he was third or fourth for it. And in my opinion, that's... That says a lot about where Kamal Yuzhviak is right now, whether it's in the minds of Charlotte FC as a, as a, a whole, whether it's Justin Christian Latanzio's mind, whether it's how he's training. For me, I, I think that deserves a card. This is a player who we talked about one time as somebody who could be great. And now he's fourth choice in his position to a bunch of kids. Uh, mm -hmm. Too harsh? How you feel? No, it's not too harsh. You're 100% right to point out that card uh it's really disappointing on how his charlotte career is has gone thus far and how it's going he can barely get a sniff of the field nowadays and it does feel like a situation where in the off season he's going to be one of the first names that we're looking to ship out i mean this just this isn't sustainable if we want to be a successful club it's not okay for one of our designated players to be taking up the role as the fourth or fifth choice winger 
on the depth chart. Uh, it's not a it's not a good place to be. And when he did come on, it wasn't even at right wing or even really left wing. It was almost like a left back, left yeah, wing like back, a left, left wing back slot. Yeah, he was like sharing the winger responsibilities. Same thing on the right. Vargas was kind of doing the same thing. I I was so confused when when the subs were being made. I could not tell you who was playing where or what was going on, but I'm steering away from the point here. Uh it it didn't make any sense uh for Yo's react to and- it wasn't even a very good cameo. Like, do you remember anything Kamil did when he came on? No. No, yeah. not at all. I mean, like, again, this is another time he comes in late and is at best forgettable. Now, maybe there's something going on in the background. You know me. I will always, I love these players. I love this team. I will always, when you pull on the Charlotte FC shirt, I want you to win. I hope that there's something going on with Kamil that we don't know about, whether he's got a little injury we don't know about, uh, whether this is a guy who's just really confidence-based, and right now he doesn't have that confidence, and so it's not showing whatever it is. I hope for his sake it gets better. But for Charlotte FC's sake, it's starting to become untenable. Right. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I think there's something there. Before the injury, we saw a flash of what he's capable of. There was... A four or five match stretch where he was contributing and i i hope he can turn it around i hope it works out because he's a charlotte fc player so we'll see what happens yep uh so i am you know i i've, I've sort of broken my rule there <laughs> i think it, it was done for a reason but that that's not my standard to go out and say somebody who really didn't have time to play deserves one i think we should hop back on track and uh, Michael, will you give me your second card, please? So, unfortunately, I think I've lost you, Michael. Still with me? Okay, can you hear me? I can. There we go. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that interruption. No trouble. So, my second card is going to go to another defender, Adilson Melanda. So, I really? think. Really? Melanda? Yeah, I think his defending was okay at best. I the defending wasn't what I had issues with. Although I do think there were a couple instances I could point to. I mean, obviously he got he got burned uh from the MVP candidate Lucho Acosta. But a lot of defenders are going to get burned. Uh the main thing of his game that I had problems with was his distribution. I was taking notes during the game, and I think I got to three, four notes of Melanda, bad giveaway, straight to the opponent. And specifically, a couple occasions, it was with Bupenza and Vasquez, where we're just simply trying to play out of the back, and Melanda gives it straight away to the striker that's right in front of him when he could have played it safe he could have played it simple he could have gone to a fullback he could have gone back it was ill-advised passes and at least one of them he was lucky at least one of them really should have turned into a goal for Cincinnati 
So that's why Melanda deserves a card for me tonight. So I, I'm going to have to go back and watch this one really close because I've done this before where I, I like block out what's happening with a player and then you sit down and you take notes and you're like, giveaway number one, giveaway number two, giveaway number three, right? Uh, yeah. I didn't see all those giveaways because I think the only thing I saw was him being our only effective defender. And in his position, again, I, I picked Christian Latanzio to start with because I think everyone suffered from the fact that this team was not set up to succeed against Cincinnati. Everyone was going to look bad. I didn't see a particularly bad game out of Adilsa Milanda, but what I will now be doing is I will be watching the, the rewatch specifically with eyes on Milanda to see how many times he was wasteful with the ball. Because what you're talking about is a problem we have seen with Adilsa Milanda in the past. This isn't, this isn't new. So that will be a really interesting one, one for me to take home with me. Yes, uh, they are there, and you will be cringing. Sorry to ruin your perception of his game tonight. <laughs> I I want to I want to add one final note, and it's probably going to be something we talk about a lot on Wednesday. Uh, so if you you'd be interested to hear more about this, please join us for the Wednesday one. Uh, Brant Bronico had a really really atrocious game. It was it was bad from Brant again. We have the caveats. I don't think they were set up to succeed. I think Brandt had one of the hardest jobs of all people tonight. And one of the things we talked about last year around this time was that Brandt Bronico was out of gas. He'd been played in almost every match. He plays 90 minutes in every single one of them. He plays in every cup match. He plays in every league match. He plays in every scrimmage. And he goes at 147% from, from the first second to the last. Last year, we were talking about the fact that he needed oxygen. He needed a break. And we haven't seen that break for Brant Bronico. I was fairly harsh on him in the last ones. And I think he came up today with another performance where he was not at his level. And technically, he experienced issues. I think we might be having the same conversation about Brant Bronico later of what are the limitations of this player and is this somebody who needs to sit down, even if he doesn't want to, needs to sit down and have a break? Uh, Michael, now that we have gone, gone through our normal format, let's go ahead and go to our final thoughts. What are your final thoughts on today's game? Well, it's disappointing. Uh, on the one hand, it's okay to lose to the number one team in MLS. That's expected. We're sitting 12th or 13th. They are the favorites. But given our past results and our lack of wins and our lack of points, this would have been the perfect opportunity to get a huge result, get the upset, and really reignite the playoff hopes. And with every week, we've just been making it harder and harder on ourselves. And pretty much from this point out, it really is every match is a cup final. We've been, we've been saying it. The team's been saying it for weeks and weeks. This is, this is the final point. This is, from here on out, we have to be serious. It's, we need maximum points or close to it. 
And no matter what, I will be there supporting this team every step of the way. Um, it's one of those things where you don't, uh, you know, we, we, all, we all hopped on this Charlotte FC train together in the beginning, and we'll be with them in the good and the bad. Uh, but, but right now, it's, it's definitely not the good. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not here to say it is the bad. I will let you, the listener, decide that for yourself. As for me, my final thoughts for today's game are going to be, sometimes all you need is the eye test. Do me a favor. If you have Apple TV, if you have some other way to watch it, if you have a friend who has Apple TV, go hang out with your friends. Pop yourself some, pop, pop, pop yourself some popcorn. That was weirdly hard to say. And watch this game again. And tell me which team looked like they were playing the better football. It really is sometimes that simple. Sometimes you don't need all the stats. One of these teams is a team that's ready. They're there. They're connected. Watch how sharp and crisp their passing is. Watch how uh, active their defenders are. Watch the runs that are made by their front line. Look at their pressing structure. Just watch the game again. And you'll see how far Charlotte FC has to go. You don't need the numbers for that. Sometimes the eye test is good enough. Uh, And on that somewhat disappointing and depressing note, to uh, you all, the dear listeners, as ever, if you have decided to spend your time with us, we love you. Thank you so much. Uh, If you want to find us, you can find us online on Instagram at the underscore crown underscore cast, on Twitter at the underscore crown cast. And that's it, baby. We're done. We will talk to you again when we break all of this down on Wednesday. Goodbye. Queen City Podcast Network.com.